Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Friday morning. It's the weekend is upon us once again. Always excited about uh, college football on Saturday. So uh, as you can tell, as I am dressed, you probably never know who I support. So uh, <laughs> I really like Clemson. I like its history. I like their coach. He's a good Christian man and uh, even uh, uh, takes uh, his team to church, has even brought troughs out to baptize um, uh, those who get saved, uh, brings in local pastors to baptize. They've uh, Freedom From Religion organization has even tried to shut him down. School has supported him, and he likes motorcycles. And so, uh, you know what? That's why I like Clemson. They've got a really strong, rich history. they got a coach that loves the Lord. And uh, so that's why I like Clemson. So if you don't like Clemson, then um, you need to get saved. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm really teasing. But anyway, I had to throw that in there because Rusty was being very disgusting and mean and saying, Go dogs. And so it just shows how corrupt uh, a man's heart can be. <laughs> I'm just teasing Rusty. Uh, let's see what we got watching here this morning. We got Karen Smith, Amy Oaks Turner, uh, Rusty Voss, Brandy Boyd Young, Darlene Barker, Jennifer Honeycutt. Uh, Amy, thank you. Says she loved my hat, so thank you. I remember from the church, Eddie Green uh, got me this hat, so it means a lot to me. So I appreciate that a bunch. I appreciate you all tuning in. So let's do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Well, praise God that we get to say this wonderful pledge each and every morning. Of course, you know, I always start off our uh, day with a little political commentary, <laughs> whether you like it or not. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, as always, we need to pray for our nation. And uh, they, uh, we're talking about uh, here, you know, uh, the liberals, uh, they they want to push their tax hikes once again. They always try to make it like they're for the little man, right? But uh, they uh, want to push. In fact, even one representative is talking about how they're wanting to tax us into submission and uh, talking about how high. To, we just, we years last night uh, went to the grocery store. They buy hardly nothing. It's like 130 bucks. You know, it's just ridiculous how high stuff has gotten. And uh, again, I, I go back to. Uh, this being uh, forced upon us to get shots and masks and high taxes. I mean, they're asking for a revolt. I, I'm just telling you, people have about had a belly full of it. Uh, they've had enough. Of, you, know, you have to choose between food or gas and uh, to put in your car, and it's just uh, it's getting ridiculous. And then um, this thing at the border crisis, uh, the FAA trying to prevent any. Uh, flying over that because the Biden administration is trying to keep it hidden what's going on uh, but even with this whole tax thing I think they said in 10 years we have spent 68 trillion dollars it's insanity guys it's just we can't continue our economy cannot continue like it's going and uh, uh, we really need to need to be praying and uh, I don't know what the answer I mean also the answer ultimately is God and Jesus Christ that's the, the, the this country needs to turn back to him but uh, I'm telling you, if election time, things don't change, it's just going to get worse. And if uh, California, which probably should be a big surprise, would put Newsom back into uh, office as any indicator, it worries me that we will see any change if people aren't willing to vote some of this trash out of office. But 
Oh, well, but um, hello, Eric Casey, and uh, let's see, I already said hi to Jennifer Honeycutt. I'm just trying to see if there's anybody else on here. So, All right, well, let's go ahead and let's look at our verse of discussion. Um, I'm going to read now, uh, uh, I think it's important uh, in the context of this verse to read the verse before it and after it. So, uh, but the main focal point is Matthew 28, 19, but I want to start out with uh, verse 18. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. All right. And as me, Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. You know, this is um, a passage that uh, we all should really uh, hold near and dear to our hearts because it is something that Jesus Christ has commanded us to do. You know, it's not just a pastor. It's not just a missionary. It is everyone's job and responsibility as Christians to go out and tell others about the love of Christ and what he has done, his atoning work on the cross, and how he is the only way to heaven. You know, when we look at this verse... It says, go therefore, all right, so, uh, and make disciples of all nations. Now, remember, you know, of course, one indicator for Jesus Christ, uh, good morning, David Feathers, for Jesus Christ uh, returns, the rupture is out of here, that everyone has had to hear the gospel. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to imagine in this day and age uh, that, there would be hardly hard-pressed to find many who have not heard uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, particularly uh, the billions who are on social media alone. But you have to remember, there are over 16,000 different uh, ethnicities within cultures and countries. Uh, it, it is uh, forever expanding uh, these individuals uh, to try to reach in the name of the gospel. Well, that means us going out to uh, minister, whether it's uh, in Muslim countries or Buddhist or whatever it may be, to explain to them that the only way to heaven is through Christ alone. And I've had people literally argue with me and say, how dare you say that these people aren't going to go to heaven? And I'm like, that's true. If they don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, they're not going to make it into heaven. And I've had people get really mad and get in my face about it. <laughs> it ain't me. It's what God's Word says. That is the only way you're getting to heaven. And people don't like to hear that. But there's this compulsion uh, to go out uh, and tell others about Christ, at least for me in particular. I want to go out and I want to tell others about Jesus Christ because I don't want to see anybody spend an eternity in hell. And I try to look for opportunities to ask other people if they know Jesus, not to uh, because I feel like it's my responsibility as a pastor, not because I want to think it's pleasing unto my earthly father, and not because I think it's what I was supposed to do as a church member. No, I do it because I am compelled. You know, you look throughout history, those who have had that compulsion to go out and tell others about Jesus Christ. You know, Hudson Taylor, uh, you know, as you know, uh, was a missionary to China, and uh, he had a very difficult time trying to get through to the Chinese about the things of Jesus Christ. So it's when he observed their culture, and that's when he changed his attire and, and wore a traditional Chinese garb. He shaved his head except for the, the queue in the back, you know, where it had the, you know, the little braided ponytail in the back. And, uh, and then that's when they were, he was able to connect and reach those people in the name of Jesus Christ. And, you know, he was interviewing uh, some new fresh missionaries uh, that were wanting to uh, go out and spread the gospel. And he asked them, so what, uh, 
what compels you to want to do this? Well, of course, they mentioned the Great Commission, and they don't want to see souls lost. And he said, that's great, and those are good things. But it, let it make sure that it's the love of Jesus Christ that is compelling you. There was another missionary in, um, that was a, in a missionary to Africa, and he uh, was asked, do you like what you do? And he said, no. And, of course, people were like, what in the world? I said, well, I said, my wife and I, we don't like crawling into the dirt. We don't have to like uh, trying to drudge through uh, the feces of goats trying to get into these little huts. He said, no. But he said, it's the love of Christ that compels tells us he said well we're commanded to go we go and uh even with um um oh my goodness um mine just went blank i was talking about him the other night um david livingstone that's right when i was talking about uh, mary Cesser, uh the uh, scottish uh, missionary i mentioned david livingstone and even he uh, was very gaunt and had a very hard time uh, in Africa, where he was uh, being, doing, being a missionary, uh, but he uh, uh, said he had a hard time uh, understanding their language and trying to infiltrate, but it's because of the love of Jesus that compels him. And likewise with a pastor. I love doing devotions in the morning. I love to preach, but there are aspects of the of, of being a pastor I don't like, you know, and so it is a, you know, if somebody says, do you like being a pastor? It's yes and no. And you may be like, oh my gosh, why would you say it? Because the parts I don't like, I don't like telling uh, a, a mother that her child has died. Uh, that is a wail and a scream that you cannot get out of your head. It is, it is horrific. I don't like having to sit in a counseling session and listen to horrific events that has happened to somebody's childhood and life and what they've had to endure. I don't like doing funerals, and I don't like doing weddings. You may say, well, that's horrible. Well, because weddings were a pain in the rear end. I hate them. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Congrats. I'm glad you're you're happy. You found a significant other, but I hate doing it. I've dealt with bridezillas, I've dealt, you know, and it's 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 not fun. I don't enjoy it. In fact, I would rather do a funeral. And you say, well, that's awful because... The distinction between even though it's a sad event and I hate doing it and I hate seeing that pain, at least with a funeral I can I can at least uh, offer some sort of hope and go over the plan of salvation. You know, so there are aspects even then. But why do I do it? It's out of a compulsion. It's, it was the call that has been given to me uh, to preach and to minister because of my love for Jesus Christ. I went through hell on earth. I, I tried to join the air. Well, I did join the air force because I didn't want to be a pastor. I was running. I went through physical hell before I finally relented and gave my life to uh, dedication uh, to Jesus Christ and to do what he called me to do. It was a calling. It's not something I wanted, but I do it because of my love for Jesus Christ. And that's why that we can see this here, that we have a commandment from Jesus Christ to go to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. Now, when you look at baptism in and of itself, it's a public response. All right, that is, that is, you know, baptism does not get you into heaven. All right, I've argued people with that. They well, you have to be baptized. No, you don't. We are encouraged, as God's Word tells us here, to be baptized. Jesus, by his own example, we should be baptized. The only thing that's important is understanding salvation, understanding what Jesus Christ done for you. If once you've prayed that prayer of salvation, you are saved. And I've even had people argue with me uh, when, I, when in reference to uh, the thief on the cross, when Jesus said, you will die with me in paradise, that obviously was not baptized. Well, you can't use that, I've been told. But what, that baptism, if you say that's what you have to do, then that is a works-based faith. There, that's, that means you had to do something to merit your salvation. And salvation is a free gift of God. So that is, is a erroneous 
thinking and theology. But baptism is a public showing of an inward change. It is, it is symbolic of the uh, death, burial, and resurrection. It's symbolic of the washing away of the old you, raising up in the newness of Christ. So it's very important uh, that, uh, that we, we are encouraged to do that in it it its symbolism. In the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit, representing the Trinity. See, if you ever deal with somebody, particularly in a cult like Jehovah's Witness or uh, Mormons or dealing uh, even uh, someone claiming to be a Christian church and they don't ha and they have problems with the Trinity and they don't support the Trinity, then run. Do not pass go. Run and get the heck away from them because uh, it's, it's important that we understand the Trinity. And I know it can be a little confusing and I know it's hard. I know you all have heard a lot of different illustrations in regards to that. And I've, I've probably used a lot of them. But, uh, but the fact remains, God is three in one. And so we have this that says uh, in verse 20, teaching them to observe, right? teaching them to observe. And so you may say, well, teaching may be easy. It's not a matter of transferring knowledge from one person to another, but it says teaching them to observe, in other words, to obey. To do these things that uh, that God has shown us and Jesus is telling us to obey those things. So there's a big difference between teaching, transference of knowledge, and showing and demonstrating obedience to an almighty God. That I have commanded you, behold, I am with you always to the end of age. So these things aren't just to regulate it to the first century. This is true to the end of the age that we have a responsibility to do these things. Why? Going back to verse 18, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So all authority in heaven. You know, there's no more uh, wars or worries or pain and suffering. And on earth where he is in control of all things. Control of heaven and control of earth by his own authority. We are commanded to do these very things. So it should be out of your compulsion. Thank you guys. I appreciate your all's kind words and uh, here, Rusty and David. But, you know, it, is, it should be out of our compulsion uh, to want to share Jesus Christ. Because of our love for him, we want to share that with others. But the world, obviously, is becoming more and more closed off. It's becoming more and more segregated away from the things of God. The pendulum has swung, swung so far to the left in liberal thinking and even theology that, uh, you know, it's going to be... Uh, you know, I feel like that's why I feel like we're living in the in the in the end times. It's going to be hard to pull that pendulum back to the other direction. It's not impossible. All things are possible through Christ. But uh, you know, if you notice, if you uh, as soon as you say you're a Christian, if you're bold enough to do so, many are scared because they know of the ridicule and the criticism that they will receive if they stand up and say, "Yes, I'm a child of God. Yes, I'm a Christian." They'll be laughed at. They'll be mocked. They'll be made fun of. Uh, uh, but hey, if you come out and says I'm gay, oh, you're congratulated. You're some, some some sort of hero, which is bogus baloney garbage uh, but you see how much evil has infiltrated the hearts and minds the god of this world has blinded and deceived so many so don't hide your light under a bushel as the song uh, would tell us but is that but stand we need to stand strong and true to the things of jesus christ and it will become harder and it will become more difficult as time goes by uh, in fact uh, someone was uh, sent me an article yesterday let's see what was i'm trying to remember who sent that to me um in england see here I can't remember who sent that to me now um, I got so many different uh, emails in England where they're arresting people if they don't uh, uh, listen to if they don't uh, go with um, um, I got here in a second 
uh, LGBTQ. If they go against that, they're being arrested and shut down. I wish I could find that article. Remember who sent that to me now, or I might have seen it on a post. I don't remember. But uh, uh, so it's getting more and more from, and I've always said this they don't want equality, they want superiority. That's what they want, and that's what we're seeing. And that's why they're pushing this garbage. In fact, I was watching a TV, it was Last Man Standing, which is you know, 90% conservative. That's why he got shut down. In fact, I got tickled the other day. He was, he said he kept quoting Goldwater and um, his wife said, well, you know, Hillary Clinton worked for Goldwater. And he said, uh, well, Satan used to work for God. What's your point? <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. However, another episode, um, uh, his, uh, supposed to be like his grandson. He's, I forgot uh, how the conversation come up in the script, but to the fact of, um, uh, what about the two women who dress like men kissing and the mother says oh that's beautiful and natural and i thought what in the world you know what, what's sick is is that there's people out there who are telling their kids this that this unnatural ungodly abomination is is beautiful and natural that is nothing natural about that it's disgusting you know but see that's what we're dealing with and that's what we're fighting uh, and that's what we're up against but we know who is in control we know who is victorious we know our responsibility as christians to stand for what is real which is stand for that truth and to stand for what god's word tells us because this is not relative all right this is not uh, what this means to me it's not what it means to you bunch of baloney it is static it is truth it is unchanging culture and society will change but god's word does not change and we will not we should never ever compromise our convictions as christians in order to appease and, and look for the affirmation of those in the world we need to look for that um, things that will glorify God no matter if the whole world should hate us we must stand on the gospel of Jesus Christ and do what honors him it is hard it is difficult but uh, hey that's why it's narrow is the way and broad is the path. What is, our, what is the first and greatest commandment? To love the Lord thy God with all of our heart, all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. It is important and it is imperative that we demonstrate that in thought, word, and deed each and every day. So my friends, go forth into all nations. Go forth to wherever you're at and whatever you're doing demonstrating Jesus Christ. Never miss an opportunity to tell others about his love. And... Um, I don't know about you, but I look forward to hearing the day of the words, uh, well done, good and faithful servant. So, uh, but then again, if you're like Rusty and a Georgia fan, I hope you get to hear that. No, I'm kidding. I am kidding. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Right, if I get my hat back off. There we go. All right. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this day and your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us every day to go forth and to spread the gospel. Help us to uh, lead by example. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be a light in this world of darkness. Your word tells us that uh, we would be hated because they first hated you. But don't let us be bold and let us be courageous in uh, spreading the gospel. And Lord, I do pray if there's anyone watching this morning or listening that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I want to lift up a special prayer for Daniel Guy, who is not uh, doing well uh, with these COVID-related issues. Uh, Lord, I do pray for Willie Smith and Evelyn. 
that you will bring healing upon them who's not doing well and so many others uh, that I've seen online who are uh, suffering dearly with this COVID mess. And Lord, I lift up a special prayer for Wendy Lee. You're bringing about a dramatic and miraculous healing upon her. Uh, Lord, do pray for Kim Penix and Ginger Hood and uh, all those watching and listening this morning. Lord, they'll have a good and wonderful, blessed day and weekend. And Lord, I uh, just pray that uh, you'll just be with this, this nation and its leaders. They'll turn to you before it's too late. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate you all watching and tuning in. Don't forget to join us at 118 Julie Lane, Johnson City, 37601 at 1045 a.m. Dr. Vic Young, my father, will be bringing the morning message. And then that evening at 6 p.m., Lord will I be bringing the evening message. Uh, I don't know yet uh, where our uh, topic of study will be. But uh, I know Rusty and David offered up a few suggestions, and I am giving those prayerful consideration. And uh, if you have any ideas, whether topical or one of the books of the Bible, let me know, and uh, we'll see where, where the Lord may lead. So I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.